0: to the Pharmacy Podcast Network.
1: You are listening to the NASP podcast. This specialty pharmacy podcast is a collaboration with the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy and the Pharmacy Podcast Network. The mission of the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy is to improve specialty pharmacy practice by promoting continuing professional education and certification of specialty pharmacists while advocating for public policies that ensure patient access to specialty medications. As the healthcare industry's leading podcast dedicated to the pharmacy profession, the Pharmacy Podcast Network is proud to bring our listeners the NASP Podcast in collaboration with the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy. Hey, I'm excited to introduce Dr. Jennifer Donovan. She is Vice President of Clinical Services at Shields Health Solutions. And one of the reasons that I'm excited that Jen is here is because we talk about the role of the pharmacist expanding in healthcare almost weekly. And sometimes it shows up on multiple podcasts. I think of Dr. Daniel Plummer who is uh, focused on maternity. I think of Dr. Jennifer Quinn, she's focused on pediatrics. We have our pharmacists that are focused on our senior care efforts and long-term care pharmacy. We just got back from supporting a proud supporter of the National Association of Specialty Pharmacies annual event. And we collected uh, multiple interviews that you are gonna hear in the post-show, all dedicated to specialty pharmacy advancements. This is why Jen's interview today is so important. It is really part of that. And that is the evolution of specialty pharmacy and then having technology providers, um, people in um, pricing and formulary management and um, EI- EHR integration. So mm-hmm. uh, Jen, I, like I said, I'm just excited you're here and thank you for making this time today.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. And I'm really looking forward to talking about our patient outcomes and how we can really expand the role of the pharmacist to really demonstrate the value of the care we provide every day to our patients.
1: We're going to get along very well. However, this is being released during football season. Are you a Patriots fan being uh, up there in Massachusetts?
0: Oh, of course, of course. How could you not be? You know, we go. We had Tom Brady for so many years. We're spoiled, and now we're uh, we're uh, you know regrouping a bit.
1: <laughs> regrouping a bit. Well, <laughs> the steel the Pittsburgh Steelers are regrouping too. I think all of the NFL uh, teams are going through one level of regrouping <laughs> in some yeah. some mechanism. All right, let's talk about integrating specialty pharmacy care into health system. I see a lot of this. As a matter of fact, Iron Mountain um, was an organization as well as uh, Texas Medical. Um, there were several organizations that were in addiction recovery that were tied into other health systems I worked with down in Orlando, Florida. So when we're talking about making specialty pharmacists key members of clinical care teams, Shields is really tied into this. So I want you to give listeners some background on yourself and then the role that you play within shields.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, happy to. And let me just start with a little bit about, you know, what shields is and and why we think the integrated model is so important for patient care. Um shields partners with um, over uh 80 different health systems. We work with close to 1000 hospitals in across 43 states. And our main goal is to be integrated with the health system, working side by side with the providers to provide care for patients with chronic complex diseases who require specialty um, pharmacy um, prescriptions. And these prescriptions are costly. Um, They often have lots of side effects and require additional care than your typical, usual, routine medications, if you will, if there really is such a a thing. Um, And being integrated allows us to defragment the care that currently exists, where the patient will see the provider, then go to the pharmacy, then have to ping pong back and forth. Our liaisons, as an example, work side by side with the provider in the clinic. Our pharmacists are integrated and have access to the EMR and all the communications and lab information they need to make an informed decision about care. Um, And so we build our clinical models around this central theme of um, communication, um, integration and really advocating for the patient so that it's a seamless experience for them. My role uh, within SHIELDS is to really help work with multiple stakeholders. You know, what are payers looking for? What's accreditation looking for? And ultimately, what are best practices? What is going to allow our pharmacists um, to assess the patient's therapy um, and be able to make um, decisions? To allow them to continue with their therapy um, for this, this specialty condition.
1: So, I'm reading information about your systems that you help um, health systems to implement and set up. The time savings is dramatic. Um, and I kind of want you to get into that point And what it, you know, when I think of especially starting a specialty medication, there's a lot that's going into that. We're preparing the patient, obviously. We're preparing the patient's caregivers, uh, their family, and explaining some things that they're going to go through, especially with some of these serious conditions, hep C, HIV, multiple sclerosis. So getting patients on therapy as quickly as possible is critical. Shields is tied into that. Let's talk about the timing.
0: Yeah, no great, great points. So there's several barriers that these patients need to overcome. Cost is one example. So we try to look and find ways to complete the prior authorizations as soon as possible. We seek out financial assistance. And these um, integrated services have resulted in a time to therapy of less than two days. So to your point, patients are able to start these life-saving, in some instances, and life-altering medications pretty fast. Um, In addition to that, having the patient's continue with their medication is key. We know these medications are effective, but how do we mitigate those side effects? How do we overcome some of those barriers? And so some examples of that, um, not only the cost aspect of it, but how do we deal and manage side effects? How do we lower the dose? And so as we continue patients on these therapies, we've have improved outcomes. So for example, our HIV patients, 93% of them have reached viral suppression. And this is, this surpasses uh, the national average of 65%. Um, and even 89%, which is referenced for the Ryan White clinics, which, you know, are considered centers of excellence. Um, another example, our HIV patients have a $3 per month copay. So wow. we're overcoming barriers in achieving superior
1: outcomes. Eleven million dollars in financial assistance secured in 2020 alone, just as a metrics of what you're doing for patient people, that changes people's lives. Coming up with I can only think of myself and I I think of the teeter-totter of every household um in the country that experiences um what what's happening with inflation and and you know, we're we, gas prices and and everything, but when all of a sudden you have a serious disease um, to affect your family and, and someone of yourself, the stress that puts you on you, how how is that taking place, and how is Shields helping to um, to expand that? Mm-hmm.
0: So with that, I think it's it's building relationships with patients. Um, our patients know our liaisons by first name. They're the ones that are calling every month for a refill. And those relationships allow us to provide um, not only that financial support, but allowing us to really understand what else is going on in the patient's lives. Um, we've had patients share with us um, you know, some troubling things at home and how can we advocate for them to get additional resources. And that helps that type of care that we provide and advocacy is really related to those relationships and engagement so i think it starts um with the communication and the relationship building
1: another extremely important relationship that shields is helping to manage is the relationship with our manufacturers and uh you know when you think of you and i uh, jen we're in the industry so we know more of what is what is the truth and what is actually happening behind the scenes whereas the public is like oh those you know those evil pharma companies and I'm like hold on you know these are these are amazing good people they're in research they're clinical trials they're driving um, outcomes they're driving data however there's these obstacles that the public just doesn't know that what what's there in the system that that we have to live in we have to work in. And I know that the overall healthcare system, it's under a lot of scrutiny right now, but people like you are the champions of the patient, the champions of the patient's voice and advocacy for medication management. That plays into it. So Shields is a, you're a unifier between the patient and the manufacturer and the health system. Talk to us about the relationships with, with manufacturers. Yeah, no, it's,
0: it's a great point there. And you know the way I look at it is, the patient needs access to drugs, right? And so we need to help leverage that access so that patients can fill at their health system specialty pharmacy. And so it's important for us to to work closely with manufacturers to get that access so that our patients can can start these medications. And I think one of the ways, you know, we as an organization and we as you know a pharmacy profession can do that is through our outcomes. How do we continue to show the value of the care that we provide to patients? And recently, Shields released, you know, four specific, um, Brochures, clinical brochures that actually show these improved patient outcomes. So we need to leverage these data and outcomes, show them to manufacturers so that we get this access. And um, at the end of the day, it's a win for the manufacturer, it's a win for the patient, and certainly for you know the health system as well.
1: We'd like to get some access to the information sheets that you're referencing as well. I know that you recently published one um, on multiple sclerosis specifically. So, the Pharmacy Podcast Network, we definitely like to get those if they're PDFs or whatever links that we can get out to our listeners as follow-up to this interview and let letting them know, hey, how do we work? You know, if we were a specialty pharmacy, or if I was a, a small health system, or if I'm even listening and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a payer, um, that's going to be the um, the conduit, it's going to be much smoother uh, to work with your organization. And um, that's important because it it gets to the patient faster and the follow-up. And like you're saying with the adherence, um, let's also talk about adherence for a second. And I think adherence play, there's multiple people that play, obviously patients number one, 92% of your patients um, that have worked with shields are adhering to medications uh, that they're, that they're receiving. Talk to us about how you're championing that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no adherence is it's key, right? We we might have some best in class drugs, but if a patient doesn't take them, it's it's not going to help them. And I think this is a great role for pharmacists is to be you know adherence champions, if you will. And you know one way that we do that um, at Shields is before a patient starts a medication, we do a a risk assessment. We tr- try to understand. Is the patient at risk for non-adherence? We ask three simple questions about commitment, concern, and um, side effects. And as we get this information, we then triage the patient into high, low, or moderate risk. These categories then allow us to determine how frequently we'll need to follow up with the patient so that those patients who are at higher risk will have more outreach by the pharmacist. To identify and ensure those patients are taking their medication and mitigating any type of of risk that might exist, um, so that's you know the pharmacist role. But in addition, in parallel, the liaison is calling every month. Hi, Mrs. Jones, how are you doing? Have you missed any any doses? Um, and if they are missing doses, it's again a a, a trigger for that um, patient to then talk to the pharmacist. So it's really a, although these these care models work in parallel, there is a lots of bi-directional communication to ensure the patient stays um, on the path that they need to for the best outcomes for them.
1: Being able to look back on data week to week, month to month, and then make reactions to that data in possibly changing treatment or possibly Mm -hmm. uh, staying ahead of what's coming with Uh, someone's insurance changing or they're changing providers or something. I want you to share with us a little bit about uh, the platform that Shields has. I believe it's called telemetrics, uh, telemetric, or I might be saying it wrong. Telemetry. Telemetrics. There you go. See, I was close. That's why I'm not a pharmacist, Jen, because I can't (laughs) say drug names. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, no, no. telemetry is what we'd often think about what folks are being monitored on, but we we took a, pl- a play on the words and created our. I like it.
1: <laughs> I could just say. It.
0: Um, and so it's a it's a homegrown platform that we use, and there's some great advantages. It it meets payer and accreditation requirements, manufacturer requirements. It's customizable. Um, it allows for real time reporting and allows us to make changes. Um, in real time, um, the the additional advantages is that it works with our liaisons. Um, it also allows us, you know, to um, to provide additional documentation um, for, you know, a rent program, as an example. So it's really it's a, a plug and play. You're ready to go um, as soon as you sign on with with the shields, you know, organization uh, with shields specifically. Um, and then we're able to get, have your program and pharmacy up and running.
1: I think of what the manufacturers, the da- some of that data that they want back so that they can be tracking things too, that comes into play with expansion of REMS. And, um, I learned about that in hub management and how that has expanded and boy, it's changed. When I learned about specialty pharmacy hub management, which was right around 2010, It looks almost completely different now with how much responsibility, including things like transportation for a patient sometimes, it's kind of clicked into that. So talk to us about the evolution of of that hub environment and how Shields is really integral. Actually, it's almost like the next generation hub. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think Shields has definitely taken a holistic approach, um, to the care. And I think telemetry, as an example, allows us to integrate the financial assistance, the prior authorizations, the clinical pharmacist documentation, the manufacturers. Um, and we continue to evolve. Um, one example is we are um, building and integrating a social determinative health questionnaire, um, identifying what resources patients need. Is it food insecurity? Is it transportation as as the example you shared? um, So that we understand um, all the factors that influence a patient's care and ultimately health outcome. Um, So again, we're really trying to take it to that next level, knowing that there's so many factors and we really want to be helpful um, for the patient as a whole.
1: I started off our interview today, Jen, talking about the role of the pharmacist expanding and changing when I'm listening to this, let's say I'm a pharmacist that's been in um, a specific sector of our uh, profession for some time, and I desperately want to get into um, really a specialty condition. Maybe maybe working, I think of uh, Michelle Sherman, who's been on our pharmacy podcast network for more than eight years now, and she is considered the HIV go-to specialist where it really concentrates not only on the patient, but the whole ecosystem that that patient is experiencing within within regards to HIV. What do you say to pharmacists that are listening to this interview right now, who are looking at your position and possibly even can can find you on LinkedIn um, and realizes the track of your career? But how how does a specialty how does a pharmacist become that specialty pharmacist that really makes that change and and um, just just from your experience? Yeah,
0: you know I think. Um... I think Shields puts the pharmacist to be able to operate the highest level of their license. And so I would say all of us as pharmacists can and have the capability of doing this. I think it's looking for the environment to be able to expand your role. Um, I always think of, you know, putting the patient first, remind ourselves of why we went to pharmacy school and being able to to do that on a day to day basis. Um. You know, I think it it also goes into, you know, that continued development, right? I think you might have went to school, me in particular, many years ago. Um, (laughs) Keeping up, you know, keeping up with stuff is just as important. So there's lots of great um, resources available to continue, you know, your reading and development. There's the CSP certification that folks can can seek out as well. I think that's a great way to distinguish yourself. Um, There's also additional um, certifications as a way to, to um, showcase your expertise.
1: Absolutely. ShieldsHealthSolutions.com is the website. It's ShieldsHealthSolutions.com. You know, what I'd really like to do is with the continuing research that your organization puts out in the form of white papers and some of the, the information sheets that you mentioned I think we could break down into specific disease state conditions and conditions and discussions with even physicians that focus on rare diseases. So, Jen, I'd like to invite you back to future podcasts to really break into some of those um, those researches and some of those uh, research outcomes, and in um, involving what what Shield has found and and get you to come back and talk about the management of those specific very complex disease states. Because I think we're going to enter in a new realm with artificial intelligence and with digital therapeutics starting to come in as tools. I think it's going to give um, not only shields, but the entire specialty pharmacy sector additional opportunities. But you have your finger on the pulse. So that's why I want uh, someone like you to come back and help us.
0: Oh, I would love that. That sounds amazing experience and I can't wait to do it.
1: Well, I thank you, uh, Jennifer Donovan, Dr. Jennifer Donovan, PharmD with Shields Health Solutions. Once again, ShieldsHealthSolutions.com. Um, Jen, thank you so much for for being here today.
0: Thank you so much. Appreciate your time.